part two, teacher pay. This one's quick because I think we all know how this is going to go in most parts of the country. This is about to suck for most teachers, if we're being honest. And and I just want to point out that there, there's a lot of ways that this can play out over the next few years, but we should probably start thinking now, both as teachers and as taxpayers, about how we want to handle the situation. Shortly after uh, my school division closed, the rest of the state closed as well. Somewhere between those two, our schools were closed, but not all jurisdictions were. Some friends, um, high school and elementary school teachers got together. We did a little virtual happy hour and we were talking. And one of the guys, a uh, very smart guy, very good teacher, was very, very confident that all of this was going to result in teacher raises because parents were going to see how difficult it was to keep students on task. To, they were going to see the, the complexity of the content. They were going to see the struggles. And I think we've all seen the funny memes and online posts about how parents are, you know, so excited to get rid of their kids or, you know, parents are drinking more or what's going to happen in 20 years when you have a generation of a generation of kids who grow up and they were homeschooled by a teacher who drank too much or blah, blah, blah. I just saw one today. It was really funny. Someone had written in window paint on the back of an SUV, my child is not a pleasure to have in class. You've been lying, right? And my friend said basically that now that more people were seeing what students were trying to work on, both in terms, you know, in terms of the content, but what the teachers were dealing with in terms of the attention, the focus, the motivation, the behavior, et cetera, he said, there's no way we're not going to get paid more. And I said, I wouldn't be so quick on that because I think we're going to be looking at either a recession or some recession-like situations. Now, some people I think are still blind to this situation because we're seeing a stock market that, yes, took some drops, but is already, you know, gaining again. People say, but look, the markets are going up. This is going to work itself out. Yeah, but the stock market is not a good indication of the actual economic conditions in any one local community. In fact, stock market's a terrible indicator of how most people's family finances are going. The average American owns almost no investments. 50% of the stock market is owned by something like 10% of the population. Okay, so that's a bad indicator. I think we are going to see some severe problems because we're seeing a lot of small businesses struggle to hang on. If they don't get opened up and get customers back soon, we're going to see a lot of small businesses go out of business. That not only means that they don't have any money, they don't have their business, this is also going to result in a lot of vacant real estate. And remember, in most parts of the country, almost all of them, your schools are funded by local property taxes. So if no one's paying... You know, if no one's paying their rents, leases, and mortgages, if no one wants these available business spaces, then that hurts the property values, that hurts the tax base, that hurts our entire pool of money. If we are serious about maintaining, at least, and hopefully improving the quality of instruction in years to come, teacher compensation is an important factor. Now, I am not a person who will tell you that all teachers are underpaid. I myself am not underpaid. I'm underpaid for the work I do outside of school. If all I did was my job during school hours, I'm paid perfectly for that. That's perfectly fine. But I don't have to drive far. In fact, I could just go to the high school right up the street from where I live, not where I work. And in Clark County, Virginia, they're doing the best they can. And, and from what I understand, we have a pretty good school system. My kids aren't involved yet, but they're getting there. And while I feel good about the school system overall, I also know that these teachers are severely underpaid. They make a significantly smaller salary than I do, and all I have to do is drive over a mountain to get there. 
if we're serious about improving the quality of instruction, then that means we need to compensate the people in the profession. Now everybody says, well, you know, what's it going to change? I pay you more, I get the same people. This is a long-term concern. If you want the best teachers, then that means you need to attract the best talent. How do you attract the best talent? Well, we give more respect, but everyone talks about that, and it doesn't mean anything because there is no clear way to indicate that general respect. One positive that's coming out of this situation, out of these school closures, is that even if teachers don't get more money, I think a lot of parents, even parents who maybe complained in the past, are starting to have a little more respect for what teachers are dealing with in the classroom because they're seeing how hard it is to motivate their own children at home. But respect alone isn't going to cut it. If you want to get the smartest kids from all the college majors, if you want to get people who have worked in a STEM field to come and work in an elementary, middle, or high school to convey those STEM skills to young people, you're going to have to pay them close to what they were making before, right? I realize that that is probably not going to happen this year for 2020, 2021. It may not happen for the year after that. But if we're serious about improving the quality of instruction, then we need to be serious about attracting the best talent. Something that we're looking at right now is how much everyone is struggling to adapt to online school. Now, I'm going to be a little bit ageist here. It's not really my intent, but it's part of this discussion. In my experience, in my discussion with other teachers, the people who are struggling with this the most tend to be older teachers. They're either less comfortable with they're either less comfortable with the technology or they have less experience in taking classes online themselves. They haven't used learning management systems in the same ways that maybe younger teachers have as they went through their high school or college programs. So if we want to make sure that we have the best available teachers, the best available talent, we need to be considering how to improve the compensation. We probably also need to make sure that online and blended learning is something that is directly taught in every teacher education program in the country. We now see that this is something that can happen. Hopefully it doesn't happen again for another century or longer, right? But we understand that if everything goes bad, if there's an illness, if there's a problem, and we have to stay home for a month or two or whatever it may be, We also see that schools need to keep running. People expect schools to continue delivering instruction or at least delivering opportunities for young people to continue learning. That means that you need teachers prepared for the situation. One of the things that we're dealing with right now is not a lack of effort. I know teachers who are working more hours and putting in far more time and stress now than during a normal school year, but I don't know that they're actually being more productive, right? Everybody's sort of figuring it out. I believe that as we move forward, we need to focus on contingencies, think about what could happen, not just what does happen. We need to make sure that teachers are prepared for online learning, that they're prepared for blended learning. We need teachers who are trained to use a variety of different technologies, not just learning management systems, not just, you know, your standard Chromebook or laptop. We also need to be thinking about some of the new opportunities in STEM with robotics and things like that. How do you get people who are qualified to teach that? How do you get people who are passionate about it, who have the knowledge, the experience? You're going to have to pay them. So while teachers may be seeing frozen salaries for the next year or two, or at least very minimal raises, I think we need to make it a top priority to increase teacher compensation, also to increase the quality of teacher preparation. And one of the ways that we can do both of these things is to put our money where our mouth is and maybe to create a sweetheart deal for some older teachers to retire. 
One of the easiest things that we could do right now to increase teacher pay for the average teacher is to find ways for the highest paid teachers to exit the profession if they want. If there's the chance that you're going to be teaching online next year or teaching at least part-time online for the next year or two, maybe some older teachers aren't interested in that. If we created some sort of bonus incentive, an early out clause, something like that, we may see a lot of teachers who would take that opportunity, which means you can hire someone young, someone who has more experience working with the technology or working online and in blended learning. You can probably pay two young teachers for the price of the one older one. And this also creates some opportunities in the budget for hiring more substitutes or leveraging additional technology. I'm not suggesting that older teachers aren't doing a great job or that they need to leave the profession. That's not what I'm saying at all. I know I'm already, I already know I'm going to get comments and concerns about that. That's not my claim. I'm just saying that in my experience, talking to teachers, talking to family, talking to my previous teachers, I'm still friends with some of my teachers from elementary and high school online. And they tell me that if they were in this situation, they would be looking for any way to get out. They wouldn't want to do it. I know some people who right now are not doing much of anything. You know, they, they post something, they don't check it. They just, this is not what they're in it for, right? And if that person is of retirement age, I think we should give them the opportunity to get out before you're going to have another year where you're going to have to learn to do this and you're going to have to do it better than you're doing it right now. Teacher pay is important. And we can facilitate this both by making it a priority for the general public. Voters need to say it. We need to vote that way. But we also might find a way to help older teachers out if they are not interested in staying in. 